Well, Garth, it's that time of the year again. Yes, Christmas! Yes, and you know what that means? What? It means that it's time for another Wiki Review Christmas special. Oh, that is the most awesome news! And this year, we're going big. It's gonna be the most epic year out of all of them. Oh my god, this is awesome. I can't wait! So check it out on Christmas Day. Christmas Day. I'll be there. Well, you have to be there. You're in the episode. But you guys too. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. It's gonna be awesome. If you want to listen to one episode of Wiki Review, you've got to make it the Christmas special every year. It's way superior to everything else we do. Including what you're about to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Please enjoy this episode. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's an episode after this. I forgot that. <laughs> uh. Ben, mate, wake up, we're here. You make it sound like we're rewarding them. But we're just <laughs> it sounds like you are rewarding them. <laughs> That's right, you said that they never yep. grew penises. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Gareth Remington. And on this episode, I was thinking I wanted to pick a topic that I had a lot of knowledge in, but I don't have a lot of knowledge in a lot of things. So I thought, what does Garth have a lot of knowledge in? So for this episode of Wiki Review, we're reviewing the Wikipedia page for poultry farming. <laughs> That is a dead bang on impression of a chicken. I believe you. That's right. You've picked one that you know essentially nothing about. I'm going to go out on a limb there. Yeah, nothing about. Yeah, whereas this was my childhood. <laughs> this is like the first episode where we've actually got an expert on the show. And you're the expert. I wonder if I have any opinions about this. <laughs> so the start of the page says poultry farming is a form of animal husbandry. Which are you on board with that at the moment? Totally. I was going to say it's like animal wifery. It's a matter. When there's like animals and stuff. Sure, I don't really know what husbandry is. Did you feel attached to your chickens ever? Like, did you have ones that you liked? No, they were gone every like three months. Because what were you? Were you eggs or meat? Meat. It was a meat farm, which was originally free roaming, which is normal. And then eventually we went to free ranged. So I never saw the laying birds. They were at a other place, hatchery as it were. And when they were hatched, they were brought as little yellow fluff balls to us. And they'd come on a truck. So you'd get the little cute chickens. Yes. The little adorable ones. You just get like a delivery of them. Yes. They have never delivered me anything that's that interesting. It gets old very quickly. I usually just get a pair of headphones or a new cable for my phone. I'll swap you. Any day of the week <laughs> I would have swapped you. Yeah, but you don't have to like unpack a whole truck full of headphones <laughs> to get your headphone, <laughs> do you? No, because I don't order that many headphones. I just usually get one pair. Ah, that was my parents' problem. I should have told them. Just like one. <laughs> just bring one in at a time. To be more fa- manageable. Yeah, if you bring one chicken, like it would be a lot more interesting. I'd take it on the assembly line, you know, like hold it, pass it to you. You'd be like, oh, that's cute. And we'd put it down and let it have a big shed to itself. (laughs) But animal husbandry is kind of a weird word because you're not married to your animals though. Let's click on it to see what it actually means because I think they mean like we partner up the animals. The animals are each other's husbands. Here we go. The etymology, that'll tell us. Okay. The domestication of livestock was driven by the need to have food on hand when... Yeah, we know that. Where does it say 
they with the birth oh, of husbandry? Etymology. The verb I was to husband. Oh, sorry. The verb to husband, meaning to manage carefully. Well, that's a misused word in today's society, isn't it? Yeah. To husband is to manage carefully. Husbands, you can attest to this, Ben, neither manage nor are they careful. No, no, that's the wife's job. At least my <laughs> wife's job. You're incapable of management and you're like the sloppiest prick I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I look in the mirror, let's be fair. So, yeah, animal husbandry just basically means to take care of animals. And I got to step it up as a husband, as it turns out. Yeah, you've been totally dropping the ball there. Yeah, I should be managing things carefully. Careful management. I think that's the whole concept you need to work on. <laughs> Alright, so we're on board so far. I love it when they say something like that. Like, it's animal husbandry. The first line is, poultry farming is the form of animal husbandry. And we're like, what's animal husbandry? <laughs> I'm a chicken farmer. I should know these things. It just means farming. Okay, poultry farming is a form of animal husbandry which raises domestic birds. Wait, domestic birds? <laughs> yes, domestic <laughs> birds, Ben. Unlike my poultry farm, which is purely eagles, we had the seahawks, the sea eagles, bald eagles, and a couple of condors. See, when I think of domestic, I think of like a dog or a cat, like something that lives in the house. Also, oh, like, you think of poultry farming to be like a budgie. Someone <laughs> yeah, has like something that you can keep in your house. If you kept a chicken in your house, then it's a domestic bird. People have chickens. They don't necessarily keep them in the house, but they have them in their backyard and stuff. I think if you have one as a pet, yes. But if you're just raising them, then aren't they farm animals? Like is a cow a domestic animal? Well, yeah, the cow was domesticated. I but guess. But I do agree with the concept of what you're saying Because domesticated makes you think like They should be in the house or around the house These birds are all on a farm You should be able to give them commands I mean with <laughs> cats that's debatable Cats are kind of the asterisk to all rules The exception that proves it, as it were I can sometimes get my cat to come to me if I call him but And he'll sit where I tell him to sit Really? Or is it more like he was just going there anyways? <laughs> You'll never know Now scratch yourself See, I told him to do that <laughs> Does exactly what I say. <laughs> because it's the same with birds though, because I know people have owned birds like a budgie or something, and they're like, yeah, yeah, he responds to me and he does what I say. But then you just see this bird, it's in a cage. Like, what exactly is it doing that you're telling it to do? Like, I had a mate, he'd let it out of the cage, and then it'd sort of fly around the room while we all sit there hoping not to get shat on, <laughs> which was great for us. Every now and again, he'd go, get back on your perch. And sometimes it would, but not so much that you would actually believe <laughs> it was doing it because he said it, but more like every now and again, it does always fly back to its perch anyways. It would always obey him within 20 minutes. So it's debatable if birds... Like, well, oh, no, 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 let's take this back. Parrots. They're very smart. They're very programmable. Yeah, you can teach them to say stuff. And they can do things too. Can they? Yeah, they're really smart for a bird. The macaw ones, like the big-ass parrots, they're kind of scary. And they live for a very long time and they get depressed if their owner dies. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you really want to piss off your kids, when you're... 50 or 60, buy a parrot and then just love it, have fun with it, take it everywhere you go because when you die and it will outlive you if you're 60, then they have to look after this bird that will not die and will be really sad all the time that you're not around. You will be missed and your children will be very pissed off and always remember you. You will be remembered by your children. Yeah, and the bird won't stop saying, help, I've fallen down and I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> but it also gives like examples of other domestic birds as well as chickens they give ducks 
turkeys and geese. That is correct. If you had to choose between raising them, would you rather ducks, turkeys, or geese? Oh, this is actually a great question. Ducks. <laughs> In the farming world, I've just like cracked the greatest question ever. I'm so glad you brought this up, Ben. Everyone listening is like, that was a dumb question. No, no, no. I know our <laughs> listeners. There's at least 5% of our listeners like, yeah, yeah, finally, we're cracking the nut. We're getting to the serious questions. We've waited through how many episodes? Finally, they're asking the stuff I want to know about. I'm sure we're pretty big in the farming industry as far as podcasts go anyways. Are you going to do something while you raise a farm? They probably have more time to listen to us than anyone else. That's probably true. And while they're walking around a farm, like, you know, you put a podcast on, eases the pain. I reckon listening to this podcast while riding a tractor would be good. That would be. It'd be kind of calming. As long as you can hear it, because tractors are pretty loud, but suppose if you've got your ear pods in. They make the podcast pretty loud. We have a long podcast compared to others, and a tractor ride is a much longer ride than pretty much any kind of vehicle. It's slow, and it's always got to go a long distance. And you might be out of distance from, like, internet connections, so you wouldn't be able to download other episodes of stuff either. That's true. So you got to get download our episode, and then off you go. You're good for there and back. So I think we're doing a good service here. <laughs> Helping the farming community. I mean, they better be on for the poultry farming episode. If they're not on board before, this is the one. If they didn't queue up for Mario, the video game, or video game consoles, or Marvel, or X-Men, we did X-Men. If they weren't on for any of that comic book crap, this might be the one. <laughs> uh, all right, people are on the edge of their seat for this answer, though. What would you rather, chickens, ducks, turkeys, or geese? All right, yeah, we've tickled their fancy long enough. Okay, I'm going to go backwards for this. Geese are the worst out of those <laughs> options. I do kind of hate geese. I have a really bad memory when I was like five of being chased by one. <laughs> really? I think anyone who's come across a goose as a small child has yes. that story. They're kind of like a long-necked, pissed-off guard dog. <laughs> I would be more scared of a goose than a dog. A dog is capable of feeling compassion. Geese are not. And a geese, like, with its neck, like, it could strangle you with its neck while it's still biting you and pecking you and scratching you because you see the little head and you're like, what could it do to me? But they have these big bodies. You're so distracted by the long, thin neck, you forget it's still got this, like, puffed-up chest coming at you. Yeah, and it's got quite a bit of bulk mm. down there, too, and muscle, so mm. it'll and, take you down. Yeah, and their confidence will, like, throw you because you're like, it's a stupid bird. I'll get out of the- It's coming right for us! Help! And that sound. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's, like, horrible. A dog is like a wolf where you go, all right, you know, it's a bit of a bass tone. I can deal with that. It makes sense to me. But when it's, like, honk at you, I think the geese's whole thing is to confuse you. It's extremely aggressive and confusing, and you just attack before you know what's happening. I do not want to deal with geese. Yeah, see, I know how I would fight a dog. I don't really understand how I would fight a goose. It yeah. seems a lot harder. Because you can't, like, kick the body without the head coming at you. Those wings are flying around. I mean, if you have a weapon, that's doable. But if you, like, try to kick the head or something, there's a good chance you're just going to miss, because that's like trying to kick a snake. It's a snake on a dog's body. So, yeah, it's an eagle with a snake for a head. So okay. geese are the worst. Geese are the worst. I'm going to say I like turkey as a food, but they're just big chickens. So <laughs> They're the same. Uh, and they seem more aggressive as well. Well, yes, no, like the turkeys you know, yes. The bush turkeys I know, yes. Yeah, we don't eat bush turkeys. That's No, that's true. That's like comparing wild boars with pigs. The turkeys that are actually in the farms are really stupid, really fat. They're just roided out chickens. Mm. That's why I like turkey better. It's just like good chicken. It's drier though. That's just because you can't cook. It's drier than chicken. It's not dry. I've had some moist turkey in my time. I've had moister chicken. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like turkey, but I think it would be a messier 
easier job. They're bigger birds, regardless of the taste. Yeah. <laughs> we can agree to disagree on the taste. I think. Oh, no, drone... I do like turkey quite a lot, and I'll pick it over chicken often. Okay, okay, fair It enough. seems like a ritzier meat for some reason. It is. It's more of a fancy bird. I think because all the colours that they have, they have their tail, mm. all the feathers stick out and stuff, whereas chickens are kind of just like a streamlined. It's like a Mustang car versus like a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> you know, you go the Mustang. They do the same function, but one's a little more moister. The best description I've heard of turkeys is they're drier than chicken. They don't taste as good as chicken, but we have it for special occasions. That's totally it. That's turkey's role. And it's weird because I do like turkey. And if I'm at a cafe or something, they're like, what sandwiches do you have? And they say turkey. I am on that. If it's turkey and cranberry, I am on that. I get the turkey from Subway all the time. But you feel like you're only supposed to eat it for a special occasion, which is weird because that must really burn up the turkey industry. They're like, look, we're owning Christmas. We've got the Americans for Thanksgiving. How are these chicken people beating us in the weekly? <laughs> I guess it must be more expensive because it's a bigger bird. But I do like the slices of it, you know, the pressed meat. I don't even know how much of it's actually turkey, but I like that, the thin slices. Duck? Duck means you're going to have to have a pond. Yeah, I was surprised to see ducks on the list of domesticated birds because I guess I've eaten duck, but it never occurred to me there are duck farmers. Of course there are duck farmers. Technically they're a fowl, but that is a kind of poultry. Because most ducks are wild. There would be a wild chicken of type, but it's just that chickens are so domesticated, like the chickens we know. Because there's the... wild turkeys and there's wild geese and there's wild ducks. Chickens, can we see if chicken actually has a wild version? Because it's just a bird we took and domesticated the crap out of. There's probably feral chickens. They really is. aren't. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a chicken, someone owns it and is a, at some point is going to eat it. Chickens <laughs> only exist because humans want to eat them. Hey, is that? Click on that picture. This one? Yeah. Is that our farm? Is that your farm? I'm looking at it going, that looks like our farm. This is this a is commercial chicken house with open sides raising broiler pullets for meat. So this is literally what your farm used to look like. I think it still does. Uh, this might be our farm. Why is our farm on Wikipedia? <laughs> oh my God, this podcast has gone full circle now. Oh my God. I have to tell my mum this. It's got the same sails on the side. It's like a tarp that gets raised. They have the same pans. This is an older picture, but that's what we had. It may not be our farm, but it looks just like our farm. And I'm just going to say that the picture, if you are checking this out, oh, it says Florida Chicken House. Okay, maybe it's oh, not. Okay, there you go. But I will tell you this. When we went free range, you have to have a range next to the shed for the free range chickens to go out in. And we had like trees there because there are always trees there with grass growing. And there was a day where the chickens were all out and about. So my dad took some photos, some happy snaps of the chickens out and about in the grass. That picture did go viral and it started oh, really? showing up in all these uh, things about free range chicken. Cause about saying it's good or like... Generally, it was about good stuff because it was a good picture of free range mm. chicken because when people go, hey, you should eat free range chicken because it's not evil like the other kind of chicken, which is just the same. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, that picture did go viral and so it started showing up in all these things because people would go, oh, free range chicken, type that into Google and see what images come up and my dad's photo came up. So I wasn't surprised if this happened. Well, if he's trying to sell the free range image, this doesn't really sell it. Yeah, no, this one. So yeah, everyone were on the chicken page and there is a picture on it. I just wanted to point out, they've picked a time when the chickens are not the most attractive, okay? Because there's <laughs> little yellow fluff balls. That's very cute. And then there's the fully grown ones. These are just after teenage. So you see how there's a lot of skin, as it were? Like they haven't got all their feathers out yet. That's because they're molting. They're still developing. Like you can even see some of them still have the yellow heads if you look closely. This is a mean photo is my point. If you haven't found the photo yet, it's in the show notes. I put a link in there. <laughs> cool. All right. That is what the farm looks like from the inside of the shed. Now you see those feed pans on the right there. That is a 
feed line. See how long it goes for? That's uh, one of three. Is that like a sprinkler that shoots out corn? Yes, but not at all. <laughs> as far as you're concerned, yes. But in actual fact, no. Well, there's corn in it. They're little like pellets. It's called chicken feed. But uh, what's it made up of? Well, the free range stuff does have some corn stuff in it. And uh, just mystery stuff. Mystery grains. I imagine there'd be like some, I don't know, soybean or something. I honestly <laughs> never looked in to check it out. It just arrives, gets put in a silo. They it just it. says not for human consumption on there and that's all you needed to know. Yeah, I'm fine. And it's uh, an auger. There's a big spiral circly thing inside the pipe that spins around. So it's like a corn sprinkler. There you go. Yeah, like for your purposes, yes. Now that thing, I am now currently looking at my left index finger because I stuck that inside one of those when it was working. Oh. And that's how I lost my fingernail and have this dodgy second one that if you look side by side, you can actually see it's kind of mongoloided now. Oh yeah, it is. I never noticed that. Uh, it's like thicker. It never grows the same direction. It's a bit messed up and it's because I'm an idiot. Well, at least you didn't put your other finger in there. If they matched, then you'd be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one hurt. Maybe this one will be fine. But yeah, so you can see how the line of feed pans goes on essentially to the horizon. That's because the sheds are all very long. Now those pans at the bottom come off. So when the chickens all leave, my job, or one of the many jobs, was to take that pan off by uh, the wire you cling together, which has a sharp bit that sticks into you and cuts your hand, push it together, and then you take that pan off, you wipe it, you clean it down, you make sure it's fine, you check to make sure there's no holes or anything in it, then you place it back on very carefully because it's very hard to get back on, and then you do it a thousand other times. And you're not allowed to leave till it's done. <laughs> Sounds like a fun childhood. Oh, yes. And then you got to do it for the... Oh, this doesn't have drinkers on it. This has a drip drinker thing, but which is actually nicer. But we had these other ones, which the water would run down, which you really got to get into clean. Because I was like a child, I'd always end up getting the water all over me mm. because you can't tip it so that it doesn't land on you because it's like bell-shaped. Because I'm looking at this picture right now and it's a huge cloud of chickens mm. here. How do you walk through that? You have to have faith that they'll move. Just like every other bird, I guess. If you try to shock your way through, they freak out and every bird around you will all at once do this boomy noise with a... And they all flap their wings and kick dirt and stuff all at once. So essentially, if you shock them, they all at once put dirt in your eyes. <laughs> it's a very amazing <laughs> skill that they have that every single time they get dirt in your eyes. And then you just got this cloud. And wouldn't they also poop at the same time as they're doing that? Uh, not that I've noticed. I'm too busy covering my eyes. I assume that a chicken is the type of animal that would poop when it gets scared. They might poop when they're scared, but they're more just getting out of the way, moving. So you just walk, but you don't want to scare them. I mean, it's not nice to scare an animal anyways. You just have to have faith that they'll move. I would hate to be a chicken at the center of that cloud just going like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get out now. Well, none of them are going to get out anyways. <laughs> at least he's lost the hope. The guy at the very corner for some reason is like, well, I'm not in the center. Maybe I'll get out. He's in for a rude awakening one day. What do chickens actually do all day? You're looking at it. Do they just sit there? They eat, they drink, and they sit. I mean, that's pretty cool for like, I aspire to have the life of a chicken. They don't need to move very far for anything. They can walk if they want to, but they choose choose not to. I want to make that very clear. They choose not to. But do chickens ever play, I guess? Because my cat found like a piece of paper and chased it around the house for like 30 minutes. There are things that can go wrong with chickens. They don't really play. Because think of chickens as little dinosaurs, like little Tyrannosaurus rexes, as in like they're evil incarnate. So dinosaurs didn't play either is what you're saying? No, I'm not an archaeologist or a paleontologist or any kind of the dinosaur people, but I can 100% guarantee that the Tyrannosaurus 
Rex did not play. What about like the little baby Tyrannosaurus Rex? Maybe it did like play fighting with its mom. Like no, 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 they didn't play fight. Baby chickens from the second we see them all the way up until they go to become yummy food, all they do is pecking order stuff. Let's start from the beginning. When they come as little yellow fluff balls, some of them are black. They have black fluff, which will are they ostracized by the other ones or treated any differently? Absolutely. No way. Chickens are racist. Chickens are. Freaking races, full on, way more than us. Not only do they ostracize them, they all pick on them. Like they actually go up and peck them. And <laughs> like chicken lynchings. I probably should laugh at that. Okay, so what would happen is when we get a particularly big batch of black ones, we section off a part of the shed. Do you so call that the ghetto? That's what I called it. My mum said stop. Um, <laughs> Because I had to go through, we'd get them all and, you know, I'd pick up the black ones and put them in what I called the ghetto. And um, <laughs> when they're bigger and the black fluff all molts, then they, they have white feathers and they're accepted back into society. <laughs> oh, so there you go. There's the lesson. If black people could just turn white, racism would be solved. Ironically, when black people get grey hair, it doesn't seem to do anything for white prejudice. Maybe from behind. Then you turn around and, you know, it's progress, I guess. <laughs> but what I'd do is I'd pick up the little black ones and as I take them to the ghetto, I'd give them all rapper names. <laughs> So I go, that's Ice Cube, that's Easy e that's Dr. Dre. And I was like, Garth, stop. There are people here. And they pick on them because, and this is the only reason, because they're dumb animals, because they're <laughs> different. They have a simple brain, so they pick on what's different. You know when they, people talk about the pecking order? Yeah. They're talking about chickens. Because chickens all decide who's in charge, and everyone pecks the person below them, but they also peck everyone below them. So at the bottom of the pecking order is a little bird who has been picked on by everyone else. See, I didn't even know that chickens saw colours. Like, literally, I thought that they would be colourblind. I don't know. I don't know. You're the expert on the you... show. Everything I'm saying is a question. You didn't phrase it like a question. You said it like, I didn't think this, but, like, obviously... I. But... No, I don't even know where I would have got that knowledge from. It's just something I assume stupider creatures can't see in colour. It's a good assumption, but I have a feeling, because there are animals that see more colours than us. Oh, yeah, then you get down to the weird little ones, like hummingbirds, where they see all sorts of crazy shit. So, and they're birds. Let's find out, because I've never bothered to care to find out. I know they like shiny things. Sorry, we went on a tangent. I was getting to this. Do chickens play? I am going to tell you guys a lot of things about chicken farming. Keep in mind that they're animals that were domesticated by humans, okay? So just keep that in mind. And remember the racist thing. It's very important to remember they're racist. Every now and again, it's to do with climate as well as just there's a lot of different factors that add up to it. Sometimes, and it's changed a lot over the last 20, 30 years, sometimes they become cannibalistic. Oh, wow, really? So they're racist and cannibals. Yeah, they just decide to eat each other. And what will happen is they'll basically pick, and so that little one will be not just picked, but eaten by the other ones. This is a very rare thing. And when that happens, the way that we would fix that was to give them toys, by which I mean like a Coke can, like stuff like that was shiny that they could play with. So you eat a little baby chicken and you get a Coke can. You make it sound like we're rewarding them. <laughs> but we're just... It sounds like you're rewarding them. <laughs> no, it's like distraction. It solved the problem. Hey, don't kill this guy. Hey, look, here's a Coke can. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. We'll stop now. <laughs> All right. I was going to eat this little baby, but if you're going to give me a Coke can, I guess I got to not eat the baby then. Which, mind you, I mean, has any chicken got a better deal? <laughs> I got a Coke can. What did you guys get? I got nothing. Well, you should have picked on the black guy more. So they just peck at the Coke can and that's like their fun game. I don't even 
know what they did with it. They just stopped killing each other. <laughs> it's more like... They're like, just like the Coke cans watching us. Maybe. <laughs> They're just like, hey, look, it's something to look at. It's maybe something to peck or scratch. There's something different. Something to distract them from the fact that they, for some reason, wanted to kill other birds. So the birds that would kill other birds, would they ever have a go at you? Like, now they've got the taste for meat? Well, let me tell you. One time I was going through the shed in thonks. And you remember you asked, do the birds move? And they usually do. This is a fully grown bird towards the end of the cycle. And as I'm walking through, I stood in front of it and it didn't move, but its head was right above my toe. And it just sort of, I guess as a reaction, saw, you know, the thin quick around the toenail. Are you going to show me another nail of yours now? (laughs) (laughs) My my big toe right on the, the thin, most sensitive skin on your foot. Yeah. It pecked right there, leaving a good gouge. It healed over. It's just a scratch. But my immediate response was to kick that chicken. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever seen a football go up in the air and then cast out wings and float back down? That's, I can't say I have, no. I have. I did that. And I make no apologies for it. That bastard had it coming. <laughs> oh my god. Did like feathers leave him as he was flying through the air? Yes! <laughs> there was a bit of a blah! It was very cinematic. I can assure you of that. I can just imagine you just going up and seeing a chicken with like blood all over its beak and you're like oh I better get a coke can (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to fix it (laughs) but other than that like they don't really want entertainment or anything so that's the closest thing to a toy or play that they have the rest of the time they just eat drink sleep and just hang out so if I gave a coke can to some chickens would the chickens be like you're the man (laughs) you're really (laughs) you heard the coke can you're like oh my god now I know what to do do you reckon if five year old you had that can when the geese came at you if I had that I could have thrown it the other direction it could have distracted him the geese would be like huh coke and off it would have gone. I think if you throw a Coke can at uh, chickens, they probably wouldn't think you're cool. They probably don't understand what cool is. <laughs> oh, they just don't get it. They don't get it. I don't understand what cool is either, though. <laughs> I know. I used to know what cool is. A Coke can. Though if you threw me a Coke can, I'd be like, that's stupid. But then I'd start, like, pecking at it. And I'd be like, this is actually kind of fun. <laughs> hey, no, make- give me my Coke can. <laughs> it makes a noise. <laughs> Hear that? Crink, 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 crink. <laughs> no, it's my Coke can. You can't have it. I'll eat you. I am fascinated about a bunch of chickens gathering around a Coke can and like they push it down and it goes, tink. And then the guy goes like, oh, I gotta get my body. Show him this. Hey, you gotta check this out. You gotta check this out. You won't believe this. Tink. Oh my God. Can I do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have a go. Have a go. Tink, tink. Oh, dude, I did it. I did it. You did it too. Oh my God. It works for both of us. Steve-O's gonna love this. <laughs> Steve-O. Steve-O, get over here. Hey, I'm eating. Nah, you can eat later. You gotta get over here now. Oh, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. What are you got? Holy shit. What is that? It's red and it's round. It's like a like a cylinder. Touch it, touch it. Chick, chick. Holy fuck balls! I know, right? This is the coolest day ever. <laughs> I did want to know if chickens can see color. Yes, we Let- were asking that before. Because there are different birds that can see more colors than people. It comes up on this: is can chickens see in the dark? Can they see color? Can they see red light? Can they see glass? Can they see glass? Birds are the kind of species that they see glass, but they don't get it. At home, I have a turkey, a wild bush turkey that will every now and again have a confrontation with its reflection. (laughs) And I know this because I'm sitting there watching TV and suddenly I hear ting, 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 ting. Like, it's like he's walking past. It's like, there's that fucking bastard ass turkey again. Oh, he's looking at me. I knew he was looking at me because I was looking at him and saw him looking at me straight away. Oh, I'm going to sort him out. So off he goes and... (laughs) 
<gasps> Chickens have four types of cones that let them see red, blue, and green light, as well as ultraviolet light. Chickens see more than us. They do, because the red, blue, and green, that's really like us. all of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we only have three. Yeah, because then you blend those together and you can mm. make any color. There is a thing, though, I only mm. learned last week. Magenta doesn't exist. What? But like, I've seen it. Yeah, that's your brain filling in the gap that it can't see. It's a color that we can't see. I read this off the internet, too, so asterisk, <laughs> very big asterisk. Let me know if this person that wrote this is full of shit because I'm now telling it as though it's the truth. And I'm going to keep telling it as the truth till someone corrects me. But there's something to do with wavelengths, or wavelengths. And for some reason, magenta is directly between red and blue, but it's not green. And our brain goes, it's not green. Because if you mix red and blue together, it makes magenta, I believe. Does it? I don't know. I'm going to say yes. I don't even really know what magenta is. Is it? It's already blue, is it? It's like a pink. <laughs> Yeah, magenta colour. There we go. See? It's that. Like a, oh, you're like, like a purpley pink. pink. Yeah, like purple. So when you put red and blue together, it makes that. Which is on wavelengths, wavelight, exactly equal to green, but it's not green. So our brain just has a filler. So that colour doesn't actually look like that. That's just our brain going, ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, I think we all discovered that with the blue and black or white and gold dress. Which, yeah, was all the rage a couple of years ago. Yes, which I discovered on this very podcast. You did. And I felt very cool until you telling me how old it was. <laughs> yeah, it was even dated when we covered it. Yeah. Let alone now. Yeah, so magenta doesn't exist. It's just because we only have the three cones. What I'm getting at is a chicken, if it could talk, could describe to us possibly what magenta is. And it'd be like, well, it's not as cool as a Coke can. Can chickens see in the dark? They can't see in the dark. Yeah, because they wouldn't have as many rods as us. They've got four cones, no space for rods. Which is why whenever the birds get picked up to be taken to become meat, it's done at night. Also because that's when they sleep. So they're all dopey and they can't see. Yeah. So the people just come in with the forklifts and pick them up, put them in the carryalls and take them in the night. That makes sense. But I, then, like, let's say we were farm animals, like, just as we are now. Like, if I wanted to harvest you and take you to the abattoir, like, I'd come in in the middle of the night. Probably be a good time. I wouldn't fight you as much. Exactly. You'd be much more compliant. Get up, Ben. We're going, I don't want to. I'm going to keep annoying you until you get up and follow me. Can I sleep in the car? You can absolutely sleep in the car. All right, I'm coming. <laughs> the car ride will lull me to sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Vibrations, I like it. This is all right. I like that I'm not driving. <laughs> hey, wh you wouldn't even ask where we're going. Ben, mate, wake up. We're here. What? Wh where are we anyways? The abattoir. You're going to become some fresh steaks. <laughs> well, I didn't know there was a catch when you were continuously feeding me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and keep basting. What were the other options for C? Because the one was C red, but it said they saw red, so... Red light. Usually, though, chickens will do fine with a red light. They can see it, but it's much more calm as opposed to a white light. Well, yeah, that's just... That's Did you just, know that, actually? That you could calm them down with red lights? I know that a lot of farms do use red lights, but that's the same with everyone and everything. Because of the span that is red, humans get calmer from red light. So should I have, like, red light bulbs in my house? I find that would be annoying. It's for calming people down. I don't think that's, like, something you could actually use. That might cause a lot of problems down the road. Yeah, but I would find it agitating if, like, all the walls... Like, imagine it now, because they're white, because there's white light. If it was red light, all these walls would be red. It would look like a horn house. Yeah, That'd be kind of cool, actually. That would be cool. But, but not calming. I reckon you'd fall asleep to it. Like, your brain would go, ah, it's all red. All right. Well, that's sorted. I'm going to bed now. I could develop photos in any room in my house. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, true photographer. I have no idea what the actual colors in the photo are until I take them outside. <laughs> I really should have installed two kinds of bulbs. So you'd think that photographers would be the most relaxed people ever. Which they are. Have you ever met a photographer? They're pretty cool people. They get to spend a lot of time in the red light 
And then when they come out, they're like, yeah, man, you know, just pose. Like, they're very in control. What if they found out that they didn't enjoy taking photos? They were just addicted to the red light. <laughs> and the chemicals. I just want to sniff chemicals and sit in red light. <laughs> if you're not relaxed after mm. that, I don't know what will. I was going to say they should get a job in like a pharmacy or a Kodak or something, but that's not a thing anymore. So, in fact, I go so far as to say, do they need the red lights anymore when they do photography? Not with the digital age, no. You have they... to be doing old school film. But when they develop their pictures, they're just printing them, aren't they? They do have machines that are a little more efficient than that, where you don't have to go into a room. That's if you're like manually developing your own photos. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the manual with the red light, you have to have actual film, old school style. But if it's a digital camera, which they all are today, then you don't do that at all anymore. No, you can take a photo and load it instantly up on Facebook. Yeah, but like if you wanted to print out like a photo, you'd print it. You wouldn't develop it like that. What I'm getting at is everyone, we're going to have a rush, if not already, of really pissed off photographers. (laughs) People who thought that it was just this wonderful thing. It was so soothing. But we've taken away their red light and they don't realize it. But now they're like, I hate everyone. And it just doesn't do it for me anymore. And so they're going to take like, I don't know, weird photos. All right, last one. Can chicken see glass? Like I covered the turkey tap in the glass. It's the same as most animals of that intelligence where they don't understand that a reflection is not them. Yeah, because I kind of assume that as they'll eat broken glass Ah. if it's in their food because they won't see it. It's just as possible for us. That's true. Well, let's see what it says. Why do they put glasses on chickens? This is a much better question. Yeah, it doesn't really answer that question. who puts glasses on chickens? Chicken eyeglasses, also known as chicken specks, chicken goggles, were small eyeglasses made for chickens intended to prevent feather pecking and cannibalism. So you could have put glasses on them. I Didn't know they could have just thrown a can of Coke in there? Yeah, the dumbasses. This is like when they made the space pen instead of using a pencil. Exactly that. They should have asked my dad. He would have told them. No, I just have a can of Coke. Two bucks. Could you imagine putting little glasses on like 90,000 birds? Because <laughs> if you miss one, he's going to pick all the others. He's going to pick on the four eyes. Clearly, I'm the bully here. I mean, I did see glasses they made for a fly, but that was more a proof of concept thing to show this thing that could make things really small. They didn't actually put it on a fly. Well, they actually did have a fly, oh. but the fly was dead. And they had the fly as a model. It was just sort of hanging there with glasses on it. Probably be really hard for the fly to fly when it's got glasses on too. That would throw its entire aerodynamics off. <laughs> the fly wasn't meant to need the glasses. It was a proof of concept to prove they could make really small computer chips. Good That's for That's essentially them. what it was. Well, then make a small computer <laughs> chip and point at it and go see how small it is. Don't make glasses for something that doesn't need glasses because we don't even know if it helped the fly. If you found like a blind or a blinding fly, like a fly with like astigmatism or something and it was like flying into walls like it was demented and they put the little glasses on it and then it flew straight, I would be impressed. 300 of your eyes are lazy. (laughs) With the help of eyeglasses and some really little tiny laser surgery, we can get you back up to 87% of those eyes. Imagine having to put the little patches on it to correct. (laughs) How do you get one in the middle? It's just like essentially putting little patches of duct tape on him. You can flies even be blind? Because that's a lot of eyes for things to go wrong. Yeah, well, if they are blind, they don't last long. Probably not. Everything stops what we're doing. Chicken eyeglasses Wikipedia. This is what we believe now. Can you go to that? (laughs) I want to see what kind of dumbass gives their chicken eyeglasses. Where is this? There's a sketch. So they've been doing it for ages. Red tinted lenses. So it's kind of like headphones, but because the chicken's eyes are on its side. I did not know this was a whole thing. You're meant to be the expert. Yeah, but not of like dumb. Okay, well that that's not what we were talking about. This is just people who have put sunglasses over the top of chicken pictures. Did you ever dress up your chickens? No, I never dressed up the chickens. They're a product. They're uh, inventory. You don't spoil inventory. <laughs> so they didn't have names. They had lot numbers. Um, I oh, think they're... Oh, okay. It's like blinkers. 
Like a horse has. Yeah, they kind of remind me of... What were those things you put on your eyes and you'd click it by and the little photos would go by? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. With the... So it's like a personal uh, slideshow. I forget what they were called. But yeah, it looks like that. But they don't have a button to click. It just has a little hole that they can see through. That's not an eyeglass. That's just to stop chickens from pecking each other. They have made them blind. That's what they're doing. Hey, if I put a mask over you so you can't see, then you don't peck them. Problem solved. And how's it stay on? So they have glasses that cure chickens. And racism. As much as a blindfold, yeah. <laughs> so there you go, you just gotta blindfold everyone. That'll solve the world's problems. <gasps> It'd be like one big game of Marco Polo. Is it Bird Box? Is that the movie? I don't know, I haven't seen it. But yeah, the Sandra Bullock with the blindfold is it's called Bird Box? Yes, yes. Yeah, it'd be like that, but everyone's in on it. <laughs> I would love to be in traffic when that's happening. I have seen a video that's popped up on my feed in YouTube that I haven't actually watched yet, but it seems like an interesting concept. They've got a bunch of people blindfolded and they're all white except for one and there's money on the line and they've got to ask each other questions to see if they can figure out who the black person is in the group oh this seems like really like because it's like all right you can win money but you don't want to come off as a racist because you know that the questions you're gonna ask take me through this i really want to know oh you haven't actually seen it i haven't actually seen it but the reason it came up in my feed is i've seen others other hey ben we noticed that you like things about racism. <laughs> no, because I've seen others made by these people and they've done... I'm trying to think what they've done. One person was secretly rich and the other people were poor. There was one person's a virgin. Yeah. I think there was one person's gay. Okay, and they have to try and figure out who it is. So everyone just sort of like all blindfolded, but they're talking. Well, the race one is the only one where they're blindfolded. All the others they've been allowed to see, well, because but it obviously doesn't, like... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because they can have people of all creeds. That's actually usually a dead giveaway when you're watching the show because they don't tell you in advance who it is. So you're guessing as well. And the one pattern I always think of is it's not going to be the person who you think. Yes. Like if it's the gay one, there's going to be some really campy straight guy. There's plenty of them out there. And they're going to find probably the least campy gay guy. Like a guy who doesn't have any of the signs. All the stereotypes do not apply just to prove a point. Well, that was one they had someone who secretly hates Taylor Swift, whereas the rest are all Taylor Swift fans. How can you keep that a secret? Like, I know. You put me in a room of Taylor Swift fans and I'm just like, hey, I just want to say I hate every single one of you <laughs> and I hope you all die. Like, I feel I should suicide bomb this room right now. Like, I should give up my life just to make the world a better place by removing all of you fuckheads. But you see, you wouldn't get the job in that exactly. one. Because you're too obvious. And that was the thing with watching it is I saw like the 30 year old guys there and I'm like, nah, they're a Taylor Swift fan. I believe Believe them because they're way too obvious and yes. I have no respect for this show of they're the mole. <laughs> and then it ends up being some like teeny girl who you just like, yeah, she would totally be a Taylor Swift fan. Of course she's not because that's the obvious. But I just hope this pick the black guy one. It's like they're all asking questions like, so um, where did you grow up? Yeah, and uh, oh, what what sports do you like? Yeah, I want to know. Uh, any of y'all play basketball? <laughs> Was that wrong? Is that funny or bad? I don't know. I just think that would be hilarious to hear. I reckon like all the white people they've got are like people who wanted to be rappers and stuff. Anything that's like stereotypical black, that's what they'll be. <laughs> it's like a room full of M&Ms and one Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> so really all you're looking for is the guy who sounds white is obviously the black guy. I hate it when things like that happen though. Shows where it's like you can pick who it is because it can't be the obvious choice because then you're just playing the game instead of giving us a legitimate thing to like go through and figure out. 
you're hacking the game. Although the most interesting one was they had a bunch of psychics and one non-psychic. And so you think of that, those people should win instantly, right? Obviously they don't because psychics are full of crap. But yeah. You sit and you can talk for 10 minutes and then you got to vote one person out. And then they say, do you think you voted out the mole or do you want to keep going? And you can keep going and keep voting people out or you can cash in then. If the mole is in there, then they get to keep all the cash. If the mole has been voted out, then anyone who's left in gets to split the cash. Are they voted out, like, as in everyone puts in a vote of who they think it is? And Survivor style, yeah. Yeah. So even if you voted the wrong person, but then the mole's out, then you get the cash. So yeah, by voting a bunch of real people out, then voting the mole out later, you will actually get more. If it was okay. only, like, you and I left in there, then we would just split it 50-50. That's pretty alright. Although, we wouldn't, because I'm a psychic. <laughs> so at that point, I'd vote you out, and then i get everything. But I saw that coming. There was a dude on there who was just, like, so weird and over the top where I'm like he has to be a psychic <laughs> and when he was a real psychic and I put real in like quotation well, yeah. marks there we're saying he believes or at least he's willing to say it on TV that he's a psychic <laughs> Because that was the one where none of them were real psychics. Well, yeah. This <laughs> it's the only episode where that was the case. They take the blindfolds off and everyone's white, but psychic. Oh my God. That would be a great ending for the Who's Black episode if it turned out that they were all white. Yes. That would Though be- I can see from the thumbnail they have a black woman in there, so. Ah, uh, okay. Which of course you'd go a black woman. Yeah. Because no one's going to like try and guess the woman. Yes, that's true. That's a good way to throw people off. Until you hear, ain't nobody got time for that. Everyone's like, well, that's just a white chick or a white man or everyone who's been copying that black woman since she said it. Black people don't even say that. <laughs> and then they also had like Trump supporters and one person who secretly didn't support Trump. And the girl who didn't support Trump, she looked like she would have been a Trump supporter. <laughs> Howdy y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's just looking at the stereotype of how people are told to perceive those people. But they could be anywhere. They could be walking amongst you. They could be in your house right now. I'm talking about the psychics. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point of the show is you can't judge people. It's like you're willing to judge people, but if there was actually money on the line... Yeah, when it comes down to it, if you actually had to make the claim, how would you do it? Especially if you know that they're going to pick the most non-person of that type. And they have that competition in Thailand, you know, the ladyboy competition where, like, I forget exactly how it is, but, you know, they've got women and they've got ladyboys and they have to pick which one's the ladyboy. <laughs> I think there's That's like, a scary game. Yeah, and mostly what happens is they pick an actual woman and that poor woman has to go home like, hey, you're a man. You look like a man. We think you're a man. More so than an actual man. Well, I would rather admit that a woman kind of looked like a man than a man kind of looked like a woman. Yeah, it's fair enough. And I remember seeing something where someone walked around with... And it was like two or three supermodels. And he was going up to guys going like, do you think these girls are beautiful? You can kiss one of them if you want. But I'll tell you, one of them was born a man. (laughs) And guys didn't want to go through with it. But the catch was they were all born women. So guys were just giving up on kissing beautiful women because there was a risk of penis. Because if the ladyboy thing was the other way around, where they're all ladyboys and you have to pick the one woman out of it, that does change it a bit different. Because it's basically saying, hey, so which one of those would you have sex with? Tell me. Ben, which one of this lineup, there's one female in there, which one? So obviously you're going to be attracted to the one that has female genitalia because you're you're straight, right? Because if you pick something with a penis, that would mean that you're gay. So go pick. And I'll tell you after you guys finish. That's why I love that we... (laughs) After you're done sucking her dick, I'll tell you if she was a man or a woman. I love that we live in this time now because that's just a pretty woman with a beautiful penis. Like 2019. 
19, get over yourself. That's true. <laughs> a question people often ask me about chicken farming is, do the roosters crow? Oh, do they? No. Well, not in our farm. Because they're not really old enough to be a gender. They, so they uh, grow into a gender? They would if they didn't get killed. So what age do chickens become boys and girls? Or are they born girls and then become boys later, like fish? Which I think fish do it the other way around. I think they're always the same gender, essentially. But, it, you know, when you're a kid, like, kids are just kind of kids. And then they hit puberty and boom. But kids can be boys and girls. Yes, but essentially, it's not until puberty that big differences start to happen. Do chickens have penises then? Well, I Or do assume... they just, like, go, huh, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> Boing. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm a rooster. Like I said, that happens after. Well, it would happen after, but they all go and turn into meat. So when you had the chickens, they didn't have penises or vaginas yet. They grew those later. Well, it's not that they grew them. Even if they did have them, you don't see roosters walking along with a schlong dragon behind them. Yeah, where does that go? Does it tuck in them? I think it's like a dog thing where they all just sort of like, it's all inside them. I actually don't really know about the reproductive actions of birds. That was a different farm. Yeah, well, it it really was. (laughs) That was a farm that made the birds that laid the eggs for our farm. Because that's always confused me about it. Do like chickens lay the eggs and the roosters have sex with the egg? Or do they have sex with the chickens and then the eggs they lay are the, fertilized? I believe they do have sex. My understanding is birds have sex. So and they don't just fuck the egg. How do they get in there? That raises more questions. I think... I don't know how eggs work. How do they get in any egg? An I egg sperm had super egg penetrating powers. That's its point. <laughs> like they just sort of piss on it. Which I have heard that somewhere. I don't know if that's true or not, but they just kind of piss on them and that makes them. But I'm pretty sure that they get their root on because I know this because there's a turkey in my backyard that will constantly root other turkeys. Oh, fair enough. And I guess turkeys would be the same. Like birds do that. Didn't we discover that uh, duck penises fall off? No, I thought we discovered they had like several penises. Yeah, because they fall off. Huh. And they're corkscrew. Ducks have weird penises. Out of like all the animals, they probably have the weirdest penis. It's like a, yeah, like a screw. Yeah, it's like this weird corkscrew thing that doesn't look like it would be pleasant for anyone. No one involved. Kind of like a robocop, but in like organic matter but they fall off so they can be like flying above you and drop like a screwy penis on you yeah it's rain and duck dick no one's happy about that so do they grow back or are they like three lives I'm pretty sure that ducks have a limitless respawn on their dicks oh that'd be awesome that's what I would like one I've been able to protect that's been fine but it'd be good to know it grew back I know like because as a man you have to be really careful with that it's the only one you got and you don't want to wreck it and also it really hurts although that might be like imagine losing the duck dick still hurts as much as it would, it would like you know like when you hit the dick that hurts it's very I mean, it's gonna be worse than being kicked in the nuts losing a dick like that would hurt a lot like so the duck you think oh it just falls off but the duck's probably like Aah! but like for a whole day just like my dick it's Imagine how you would be if your dick fell off. They told me this would happen if I played with it too much. (laughs) Ben, I'm over here. You're blind. (laughs) Do you reckon if a chicken masturbates, it'd be like, oh my God, I can only see three kinds of color. (laughs) (laughs) I have human vision because I jerked it too much. Can chickens masturbate? If they have sex. I imagine it'd be very painful and unpleasant. Do they rub up against the Coke can? Maybe that's why they like the Coke cans. It's a smooth operator. It has a little hole. You could wedge it in. What I find interesting 
was that it was a Coke can and not just like any other brand you said. And then it says that like they see red as a calming color. So I'm wondering if those are related. Like if you threw in like a Fanta, would they just be like, nah, I want no part of this. Let's go kill some more chickens. Oh my God. They should do the Pepsi Coke challenge in a chicken <laughs> shed. Coca-Cola, if you're listening. <laughs> that would just dominate every time. Take Pepsi to a chicken farm. <laughs> oh, that'd be great footage. Like the chickens are enjoying the Coke can and they look at the Pepsi can and then just go off and start eating each other. <laughs> the Pepsi people keep putting it in front of the chickens and they just like sort of shove it out of the way. Like they knock it out of the way to get to the Coke can. And then there's rumors out there that Pepsi sends chickens racist. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're cannibalizing the black ones. It also says that they're farmed in great numbers. How many chickens did you have on your farm? 90,000. 90,000, that's a few. I see why you didn't name them all. Yeah, and it's only for like three months. Okay, and then you get another 90,000 in. So by the time I'm done naming them, I'd have to name them all over again. And is there like a chicken season or do you do it all year round? You just keep getting new shipments in. All year round. You know how there's always chicken in the shops? (laughs) I guess that's the point. (laughs) It's not like fruit. We're like, oh, look, mangoes are back. I think this episode is just you pointing out that I'm asking stupid questions. (laughs) Well, for once, I'm going to relish on this. It's about time. It took long enough for this to happen. I mean, I did have a stupid question, but I was worried you were going to laugh at me. (laughs) Do you brand chickens? No. (laughs) Why would anyone brand a chicken? The only reason people brand animals is generally it's just cows because they are on gigantic properties near other properties where they might get loose and that way they can identify them and that way if people steal the cows... And they can be like, that's our cow. Don't people steal your chickens or don't your chickens ever get loose? No. Do chickens ever escape? Sometimes we get a little breakout and we just uh, have to get them back in the shed. It'd um, be easy to tell which ones are yours because they'd have like the Remington brand on them. I imagine it'd be like a little R. I would really like to see that. Like, yeah, you go to KFC, you order you know, your bucket full of chicken and you get that drumstick and you're like, does that say Remington on it? <laughs> in the deep fried skin. Yeah, Remington. I'm like, hey, I told you we supplied them, eh? You're welcome. <laughs> hey. Who did you supply with your chicken? Was it KFC? Uh, through Ingham's originally when it was uh, free roaming, but free range is a different thing. KFC, because Ingham supplies KFC. McDonald's, popcorn chicken. Thank you very much. You're oh. welcome, people. <laughs> <laughs> that was all Garth, apparently. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was my thing. I remember being on the chicken farm and then I like called up the head of chickens. I'm like, yo, Colonel, me and Mr. Ingham were talking and I had an idea, right? You know how like people like popcorn and people like chicken? Boom, make it happen. And he's like, I say, boy, I say, you have got all the makings of a genius. And the rest was history. He didn't get a cent to me. <laughs> Cheap bastard. Hope he drowns in his gravy. See, I was never a big fan of popcorn chicken. Get out. <laughs> That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> I found my breaking point. <laughs> I attributed one thing to this world. I like nuggets and I like the strips that they do, but it feels like it's the scrappy bits of the chicken that fell off in the deep fryer that they're just scooping up and serving to. Oh, well, because I did actually work in the Ingham's factory for a brief period, I was privy to the recipe. There's barely any chicken in it. (laughs) It's mostly what they call amalgam, which is just like gluey stuff, like flour and stuff that's all put together. You're not really selling it considering you get that defensive about it. (laughs) It just tastes really good. And it's just flavor. It doesn't matter there's no chicken in it. But when I first got popcorn chicken was because uh, my dad used to deal with, it's like they test to make sure food's okay, people. I don't know what the actual name is, right? Mm. But the point is, 
is they get this batch of food and they check to make sure it's okay for consumption. And so he'd get leftovers because he had connections. So they test the chicken. Like, yeah, you know, they get this giant batch of popcorn chicken. They test one bag and they're like, oh, that's cool. So what are we going to do with all this other chicken? And my dad would take it. And then he'd bring it home to us. So I only knew a popcorn chicken as this humongous bag in our freezer uh-huh. that I would just put in the oven, like a tray full of popcorn chicken. I see people with popcorn chicken now. They get this little tiny box and they pick out their popcorn chicken one at a time and they dip it and then they munch and, nom, 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 and then they have a second bite and a third bite and then, oh, that's a whole popcorn chicken gone. Oh, oh, I finished my popcorn chicken because I had like three. I'd have a tray and if I wanted, I could have like three trays. I used to eat popcorn chicken by the handful. <laughs> How it's meant to be eaten. You just get the tray and pour it into your mouth. With a funnel, yes. No time for chewing. That's right. I chew like a duck. Eat chicken like a duck? That's right. Just straight down the gullet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it says that more than 60 billion chickens are killed for consumption annually. What other reasons would chickens be killed for, though? It's just consumption, isn't it? Voodoo? I guess so. Because people are bored. One was crossing the road and they ran it over. Yeah, that's not why it crossed the road, but it did happen. (laughs) There is also culling. Like, anyone who's worked on a chicken farm knows that some of the birds, the little ones, they don't learn to eat straight away, which is like a, it's a pecking thing they have. But if they're little, they get picked on by the other ones. And if don't learn to peck, they don't feed. The gullet's not full. They stay small and then they spend their life starving as they get pecked to death. Birds are dicks. They really are. I think when they show evolution, it started with like lizards and reptiles and went to amphibians. Well, no, it started amphibians, went to reptiles. And I think chickens and also birds came after mammals. And humans are kind of more of a dick animal than like an amphibian. Like a frog is a cooler animal in society than a human is. I think a bird is like a bigger dick than a human is. Like monkeys can be cool, but they're kind of dicks. Birds are just straight up dicks. If there's something that comes after the bird, it's just mega asshole. <laughs> It'll be called the mega asshole species and all it does is just shit on everything all the time. <laughs> Which birds do that a lot anyway. That's why they fly so they can get their shit on top of everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, I was talking about, yeah, okay so these birds, they uh, don't learn to eat and so you have to cull them. Which as a little boy and I, I know other chicken farms have to do this as kids, you have to kill a bunch of baby birds. <laughs> That's a fun childhood memory right there. Yeah, it's not until later you realize how fucked up that is. How were you killing them? Did you like have a bucket you had to like dip them in? As soon as the bubbles stop, you know you're done. (laughs) Well, there was a bucket, but what I had to do is pick them up so that the body's in my hand, in my palm, put my thumb on its neck and then push its neck against the lid of the bucket until I felt all the way through, thus snapping its neck. And then I put it in the bucket. And then <laughs> that's sadder than what I said. I know. That's why when you said it, I'm like, wait till you hear this. <laughs> and I was trying to be as morbid as possible. Yeah, there's nothing more morbid than chicken farming. Did they make like a little cheap sound as you were doing it? Uh, not after or during. Beforehand, like oh. you pick them up and they sort of cheap, 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 and then you do it. But would the others see you do it to the other ones? They're dumb, evil animals. They <laughs> hate you. They hate me. They hate each other. All they know is hate and like bullying. They're just a bullying animal. But you're talking about like little fluffy yellow chickens. Yeah, like we established a racist and the ones that I'm killing are the ones that we're going to starve to death anyway. So it's actually a humane putting down process. I get um, you were a farmer and there was shit that had to do, but people who've never been on a farm think all farm stuff is horrific. I'm seeing that in your eyes. <laughs> I know, right? We judge you. And what I'm doing is more humane than drowning them. <laughs> so fair play to you. Yeah, putting them in a little... Although I'm pretty sure chickens can swim unless I have to like hold its head under. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. You just hold it under there until and the just bubbles squeeze stop. its like little body. 
until his legs stop kicking. <laughs> I hear drowning is kind of euphoric. That's why uh, waterboarding is used for meditation <laughs> and not interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you ever been waterboarded? <laughs> it's very zen. <laughs> um, yeah, I had an out of body experience. <laughs> <laughs> I just shat myself. <laughs> it says chickens raised for meat are called broilers. Is that true? It's a broiler farm, yeah. If you said I live on a broiler farm, I would have no idea what that is. I'd be like, oh, what's a broiler? Do you milk it? Which is funny because broiler is also a way of cooking. I don't know why the two are called those things because they broil Hungry Jacks. Is that what they do there? Broiling juicy whoppers. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you do like they an broil? apple pie? Well, they say, uh, I work at Burger King broiling juicy whoppers. Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Where is the bell? Wait for the bell. Possibly. Although that just might be a Family Guy song. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I feel like it's a kind of like flash fry cooking. Broil. Cooking with oil. Broiler definition. A young chicken suitable for roasting, grilling, or barbecuing. So it's just chickens. You can only broil chickens. Uh, I'm sure you can do it with meat. Oh, uh, beef, I should say. I mean, if someone said they broiled something, I would just think I misheard them and they said boil. I think it's a kind of boiling broiling. Maybe it's boiling in oil. Well, it says it's roasting, grilling, or barbecuing. It just sounds like it's cooking a chicken. It's like cooking it, but keeping the meat in there. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe Family Guy lied to me about its use of the word. Well, I guess grilling counts. They would grill. Yeah, they do grill. The chicken ones they would broil. Uh, fair enough, yeah. All right. Or fish by exposure to direct heat. Well, that's generally how you cook things. <laughs> Exposing them to direct heat. All right, so that's that. But yeah, so the point of that is, yeah, it was a broiler farm. <laughs> Huh. There's a little pie chart here that says that 70% of the bird's population is domesticated. Chicken and other poultry is 70%. And wild birds are only 30%. I mean, we are killing wild birds at an exemplary rate. And we but are... are they being born, like, faster? The problem is, though, they're being born faster, but they're also being killed just as quickly. With chickens, how long do they take to reproduce? There are birds that are popping out eggs every day. Yeah, but then do the eggs have to be fertilized before they come out, or does the rooster make love to the egg? I... We've circled back around to this. Yeah, I'm not... Not 100% sure on that one because that's wrong farm. They, <laughs> they came to me ready. You understand how chickens die. Yes. <laughs> it's just not how they're born. Yeah, exactly. Maybe if I knew that, I'd be a much more well-adjusted individual <laughs> instead of the unhinged mess you see before you. <laughs> All right, so they've also got free range on here. You said your farm went to free range. What does that actually mean? Everyone buckle up your seats. You're not going to like this. It's an unpopular opinion, but unlike the popular opinion, it's an educated opinion. Free range is a scam. <laughs> it is an absolute scam. You're all idiots. You're paying three times the price for chicken. There's no difference. It doesn't improve anything. It's really stupid. Okay, so to be free range in this country, there's a couple of different requirements, but essentially there is, uh, range next to the shed. So the chickens in free roaming, which is the normal kind, they're in this big ass shed together. In free range, there is an open outdoor area that involves grass and maybe some trees or something, but mainly just a grassed area, like a yard. Where your dad took the photo. Exactly. So when we went free range, that meant that we had to build fences. So to me, free range meant these blisters I got on my hands from using this uh, pole driving thing, because my gloves, they're actually shredded through at the exact points where I I'd hold the machine thing. So that sucked. But then the ultimate insult on top of it is after we build this wonderful fence for them and create this big thing, chickens don't like sunlight. <laughs> and they don't see well in the dark. They like to be in the shade. Kind of like any flightless bird that's not an emu or an ostrich. Any bird that can't defend itself in a fight, like a cassowary, that's smaller than a shrub that can't fly, they tend to hide. Like a kiwi. You don't <laughs> see kiwis out in the open fields, you know, roaming through meadows. They 
hide and they come out at night, hopefully not to get, you know, eaten. So we built this huge freaking range for each shed. So during the day, you'd open it up and sometimes they'd come out, like a couple of them would look outside and they'd come down the little ramp and then they just kind of cling to the wall like a prisoner trying to escape. So the chickens don't even like it. I can see here they've got some free range chickens being fed outdoors. Maybe that's because they wouldn't go outdoors and they're just like, just put their food outside. They'll eventually go out and eat. That's exactly what they did. Now, there are different breeds of chicken and some chickens are more wilder. Like, for instance, you know, like when you see like third world countries uh, in their little villages where there's those chickens just roaming around on the streets. Then you're like, whose chickens are those? I don't know. They belong to someone somewhere. That's where the branding would come in handy. Although those chickens are a little faster and like clear. What about the tags on the feet? Did you ever have them? No, there was no markings on these chickens. Okay. There's 90,000 of them. They're in a shed. (laughs) And the kind of chickens we have are meat to the max. They're beefed up to be as much eatable as possible. That's a word. Um, (laughs) They're kind of fat bastards. Even if the fence was completely open, they wouldn't go far. Not only are they not capable, but they also don't really want to. But yeah, like the African and the Papua New Guinean chickens, they're a different breed. because there's also cockfighting. Oh, did you ever do that? No, they never got old enough to become roosters. That's right. You said that they never yep. grew penises. Although those chickens are the specific breeds that are like good fighting. Mm. They're pretty lean, whereas our birds are like the super heavyweight. So we always dreamed of keeping a couple of birds aside, let them grow up and have a super duper heavyweight division of chicken fighting. Because <laughs> it would be super illegal, but yeah. And any of those real cockfighting roosters would tear them to pieces because they'd just be like, the blob from X-Men fighting Wolverine. Be like a sumo wrestler. Yes, it'd be sumo chicken wrestling. Cock sumos. I guess that with the free range movement for chickens, I think people just want to know that their chickens are happy. Yeah, and that's why it's a scam. You're paying like three times as much for the same meat, but it makes no difference. The chicken doesn't care. See, I don't think I would want free range. I would want chickens that were given coke cans. Really? Yeah, because at least I know they had fun with the coke can before they died. That's a good point, that's yeah. That's better than free range. If they're not going to use the space why are you devoting it to them yeah it's like comparatively like you're saying you want them to have a good life but then you're equating that to like sunlight and exercise yeah I wouldn't enjoy that I would rather a can of coke exactly you really (laughs) would you are a fan of that's I just it just clicked to me no one you picked up on coca-cola that's like your brand you were a coca-cola man I'm like chickens like coke too I'm on board (laughs) I might be part chicken who knows (laughs) I don't know you're raising me (laughs) (laughs) this seems to be working out. This is true. Wait, are you going to send me off to get killed? No, but just, you know, sit there. I'm going to turn the light off. <laughs> And you're going to get put into a little carrier. You're going to be going for a little ride. It'll be fun. Then I'm going to hang you upside down by your feet. You're going to get a little taste. That would be unpleasant to die upside down. Out of all the ways to die, upside down would be the worst. Well, they get stunned before they die. So you're kind of not there for that. But still, it wouldn't be nice to be... Well, it wouldn't be nice to die anyway. But any way that you could die, adding upside down makes it worse automatically. Okay, I know we don't have the death penalty in this country. But the way different ways people have the death penalty. There's the electric chair. There's the injection. There's... the stoning, the hanging, the firing squad. Okay, say you had to choose between cow death with the air gun to the head or chicken death with your stunned and then your head's cut off. Let's run you through the options. The chicken, you're upside down, so you're hanging by your feet. All the blood rushes to your head, so you feel a bit weird, but then you're stunned, so you 
not really there for the death. The last thing you really feel is like a zzz, oh. Or a guy walks up to you like, hey cow, how you doing? But not really caring because you've just seen half your buddies die. And he comes up and puts a gun to your head and pulls the trigger and that's the last thing you see. I would probably pick that one. I like the individual attention. <laughs> you don't like the conveyor belt. Is that yeah, your problem? because I'd be strapped up with a bunch of other chickens that are being dipped in the same pool as me. And that's gross. That's fair enough. I mean, as a cow, you are in a line of other cows. You just watched all your buddies die. Whereas uh, the chicken is zapped and doesn't get to see his buddies die. Because you all die simultaneously. Well, no, no, no. no. It's like uh, on a conveyor belt. They get put one at a time by their feet hung by this conveyor belt. And then the conveyor belt moves along. They get zapped and then they go and get their head cut off. Oh. I don't know the fact that that's a machine makes it more creepy though this is the biggest problem people have with chicken farming is that it's the closest farm to a factory it's a shed rather than you know open range give me land lots of land under it. no 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 with a chicken give me corrugated iron and heat and a lot of dirt and dust and feathers it's a horrible place chickens are dirty disgusting creatures and because they're small it becomes more of a factory thing whereas people seem to think that cows have more of a like an individual life like you just yeah. <laughs> You know, it's a it's cow. A, it would be more fun to be a cow than a chicken, I reckon. I tend to agree with that because, well, cows are mammals too. And I mean, if all you do is kind of eat grass, and we've talked about this before with like elephants and buffaloes and stuff. When you're an animal that's that big, you don't really have much to worry about. And if you're a vegetarian that eats only grass, like you don't even have to catch your food. Like, are you kidding me? It's just everywhere. You could just be the doughiest prick there is. All you do is just eat the ground and it, nothing can mess with you. How different? would life be do you reckon if we just ate grass like it's everywhere we could just eat it I know it would change like the concept of a lawn like you wouldn't have a fridge you'd have a lawn and like your pantry would have like hay bales in it though knowing humans would probably have to like cook it or do some process to it before we could actually eat it because like we a- can't just eat our food we've got to do stuff to it yeah it'd be like a cabbage stew but like <laughs> grass Ooh, this is some nice cooch stew you've got here because that's always bothered me that if you locked me in a room with a cow I would probably starve to death. But you lock any other carnivorous animal in the room with a cow, it'll eventually eat the cow. Oh, because we need fire to cook because we're yeah, used to that. I need to cook. And I don't even know how to butcher a cow properly and what <laughs> parts I can eat and what parts I can't eat. That's true. You put either of us in a room with like a cow and all the implements you need to like kill it, carve it, and then cook it. And we probably would starve to death or die of food poisoning. <laughs> probably that one, yeah. I would go with the leg first. The leg on anything is generally pretty safe. That's a good bet, yeah. When in doubt, just keep cooking. <laughs> you can eat charcoal, it's okay. Yeah, I would probably overcook it. It'd be well done. I will eat some ash, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not going for rare, especially mm. if it's like a pig. Yeah, well, no. Like, oh, isn't that dangerous? That's very dangerous. Same with chicken too. Yeah, because salmonella. Yeah, exactly. Cow seems to be the one that's okay, but I don't play that game. Like, people like their steak rare. No, I need mine super duper uber well done. I want it to be more like when you look at the firewood underneath the flame. I want it to look like that. Now I like a little bit of blood to my steak. I usually go a medium rare. No, if I cut open a steak and I see pink, I am like, no, I don't want to do that. It should all be brown, bordering on black. I want to know that it was alive at some stage. You do? Yeah, I enjoy that. No, I like it all mashed up as disassociated and just cooked. I want it to be so far away from its heartbeat. (laughs) No, I know a friend who likes it as rare as possible. So a good vet can resuscitate it is what he usually says. (laughs) Yeah, my brother likes... 
ask for it blue. Yeah, That's I love from blue from the same friend. Yeah. Just singe the germs off either side of it. I'll be fine. What's the thing? Beef tartare? Yeah. It's like raw mince. That sounds absolutely disgusting to me. I could not eat raw mince. I don't understand that. The burger's right there. You're one step away from a great meal. Why would you stop there? You're already running a grill. Like how much cheaper could steak tartare be? Yeah, I just feel like, can you just cook it a little? Would that wreck it so much? Which I think I've had steak tartare and the only reason I had it was because they said, this is food and you can eat it. Mm. And it was a really fancy restaurant. If like that arrived and it was like the local like takeaway and said, here's your food. I'd be like, no, you need to cook that. No, no, it's meant to be like that. Bullshit, mate. You didn't cook this and you're not admitting to it. I remember when Shannon started working for a hotel, she got given a gift voucher to a fancy restaurant that they had. And it was like a hundred dollar gift voucher. And we're just like, wow, that's amazing. We're going to feast out there. Till we looked at the menu and everything's like really expensive. And so I order like the $50 steak thinking like, this will be good. And it comes out and I'm accustomed to seeing chips and salad with steak. (laughs) You uncultured swine. I know, right? Seeing a piece of meat by itself on the plate looks weird. Was there like just a garnish? I think there was a little leaf of some sort that I wasn't meant to eat. And nothing else edible. And a sauce that was like a little dribble that just went over it and made this little swirling pattern. I'm just like, you probably could have gone a lot more with this sauce. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this steak wasn't even much bigger than a coaster. It's not the meal. That's a course. You're meant to have like three things before it and two things after it. We blew through that $100 so quick with like the entree, my $50 steak and what she had. That's we cool. still ended up paying like 5 or $10 on top of our $100 gift voucher. Mm. And then went down the road and got a kebab. Because <laughs> you went full. Uh, we were still hungry because we were hungry when we went in and waited oh. for ages to get like this tiny little steak. That's what they do. They're trying to suck it out of you. Ali and I had a, I want to say eight or nine course meal, which I'm embarrassed to say how much it cost because it was a lot. (laughs) I think that's when I had some steak tartare or something. It might've been like raw something like uh, sushi type stuff, but it comes out, you know, you get that little tiny morsel, but there's nine of them. So you do actually get fit. Yeah. I went to a party that was very similar to that and we would get like a meatball each. Yeah. And that was like one course. It always starts off where you go, I'm freaking starving. It's the same as anyone who's been to a Chinese restaurant. You get there and you're like, I'm starving. Bring the course out. Then the first course comes out and you're like, oh, that was nothing. You just gave me one thing. I'm freaking starving. You gave me a meatball. What the frick is this? And then as it goes along, you do get more fed and you do actually fill up and you forget to complain because you don't realize you're full now. But more to the point, I and Ali got really maggot drunk doing this. Because it's <laughs> like they give you a shot with every course. Well, no, we uh, we were on um, the cocktails. I believe it was a French martini, if I'm not mistaken. Although I went all over the menu of them because I went stupid getting really alcoholic very expensive drinks I blew a lot of money that night but it's a fancy restaurant which we're not used to like we're gonna treat ourselves because we got some money and we're gonna what the fuck is this little fucking piece of meat this isn't I'm not gonna eat this This is not gonna fill me up oh what do you got next salt on something that's not and then I'm like eight courses and I've had like ten drinks I'm pretty sure I was sick afterwards (laughs) vomiting up like a grand's worth of stuff. Cocktail bars are awesome though. Oh I'm yeah. finding that out. Now that we're old enough to not have to be, oh mate yeah I'll have a beer and then straight bourbon mate. Yeah I'm a man. Now you can be like oh it's fruity. That tastes nice. Last week I had a Mary Pickford <gasps> and it was all like. Like our episode. <laughs> yeah. And it was all pink and fruity and had a grapefruit in it. Was it silent? Well it didn't say anything. 
Hey, holds water. It was kind of sweet and nice though. It's good. Oh, that's lovely. Because I found out that in Brisbane, there are a couple of secret bars. Oh yeah, yeah. How hipstery cool. <laughs> found a bar where you've got to go on Instagram and they give you a code and you go up to this door and you type in the code to get in. Oh dear God. I hate it on principle. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome little cocktail bar though. Well, that's nice that it's awesome. But I still bet if you go up and knock on the door, they'd let you in. Possibly. I don't think anyone can hear you from the door. We'll see how it goes. Like at first, I, I like the mystique concept. It is a very cool concept of like, yeah, it's like a speakeasy. Like, oh, you got to be in the know. You got to be cool. Yeah, no, 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 no. You just have to go and follow their Instagram. But you still feel like you're in a speakeasy. Like you're so cool for knowing. But I bet, you know, you give that two weeks. They're like, oh God, no one's coming in. Then they start opening the door and looking around. Like, is someone coming? Hey, you, we're down here. <laughs> I'm just going to get milk. I don't need you. I don't know who you are. Oh, they always seem like they have a fair few people in there. So it seems to be working. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but still, that is a backwards way to do things. It would be a cool look though. Like imagine you're going around with some people who you want to impress and you're like, oh, I'll take you to this little secret place that no one knows about. You walk up there, just press the key like you're just some regular. Exactly. Open it up. They're cashing in on people's desire to be cool. I mean, you take a girl to that place when you're on a date. That'd look cool. You'd look very cool. You're going to learn about whether she thinks that's a wankery thing though. <laughs> Wow, this guy really thinks that he's cool. I'm going to have to hear about this all night, aren't I? But you'd pay for the privilege. But yeah, so they have a big cocktail range there, though? Oh, yeah, they have a massive one. Like, it's one of those places where you get, like, a little novel, and that has all the cocktails that they sell. Ah, yes. Yeah. Which is fun, because then you get to pick through them and just go, ooh, I want this one now. And I like watching them make it. It's like a little bit of performance art. It is, isn't it? Especially when you order something that has, like, fire. Yeah, that's a fun one. I wish them well in their attempt to make everyone cash in on their cool. But no, I do like <coughs> my cocktail. Now I'm uh, mature enough that I feel confident to go up and go, can I have a fruit tangle, please? <laughs> What's that pink thing? I want a sea breeze. Cosmo! I like a good mojito. That's the male of the cocktails. I am a French martini man. French the, martini's good. The gayest of the martinis, I will add. Um, <laughs> all the others are like, you know, have an olive in it and a clear liquid. The French martini is essentially a fruit drink. There's also, I wonder if this is why you picked it, because I can imagine you looking down a menu of cocktails, and the French martini is usually the cheapest cocktail on the list. Is it? Because I wondered if you were just looking <laughs> down the price going, I'll have the $16 one, thank you. What, the French martini? Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll have the $16 handing the menu back. The cheapest thing on the menu all night, please, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. When it comes to cocktails, because whenever you can get a cocktail, you can also get beer. There's always beer available or like if it's a gin bar or something where they only sell gin like a bunch of idiots, like there's something cheaper. When I go cocktails, I go stupid because I'm getting drunk and I want something to taste nice. Three drinks in, money doesn't mean anything to me anymore. That's when I loosen up enough and I completely flip from the tight ass I am to who wants a drink? Oh, no, 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 we're all getting... Now you guys gotta try this. You gotta try this. It's called a potato salad. It's got a potato in it. It costs like 20 something dollars or something. You gotta have one. You having one? I'm getting you one. If you don't drink, I'm gonna throw it in your face. I should so go out drinking with you then. Oh yeah, you should. <laughs> Starts off like kind of hesitant. Then it becomes very amazingly playful and lavish, but it always ends with me throwing up in your shoes. <laughs> Every time. I'll bring 
bring a spare pair of shoes then. That would be recommended. And that way you could just hand them to me. <laughs> just hand me the spares, not the ones you're in. That's, I don't want to have to go down there. <laughs> have you ever tried a zombie? I have. That's, it's kind of a, I want to say pineapple. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like a tropical Long Island iced tea. Cause yeah, it is a brain eraser. Yeah. 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 It's got like different types of rum in there and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, that, that would explain it very voodoo. For a longest time when I turned 18 and went to clubs and stuff and you go to people, hey, you want me to get you a drink? What do you want? People go, surprise me. I'd always get them a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> always. To the point that they knew that if they said that, that's what they were going to get because I hate having the pressure put on me and a Long Island iced tea is disgusting. Disgusting and gets you absolutely messed up. Oh, no, I like a good Long Island iced tea, but you should never have more than two in a night. I actually make a drink that I bring out sometimes that I call Summer Punch. And it's got other stuff in it, but essentially it's got a lot of white rum, dark rum, and tropical fruit juice. And I've figured out this great blend where it doesn't taste like alcohol, but it's basically pure alcohol. Oh, you've cracked the code. People drink it not knowing what it is, and it only takes like one glass glass because you're essentially drinking pure rum. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very impressive. I like this. <laughs> you crack the code. This is what young boys need to know about. Uh, I usually do crack it out around like the Christmas New Year time because it's a good summertime drink, which is where it gets its name Summer Punch. Now, is this like a flaming mo where you keep the recipe a secret? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Well, it's got two types of rum and tropical juice. That's basically the core of it. Is there cough syrup in it? Yes, there's crusty brand cough syrup in it. Okay, everyone. Crusty brand cough syrup. Remember to set it on fire. <laughs> I have always had that dream of getting like, you know, the liquor cabinet full of all the weird things. Because have you ever opened up a cocktail menu? Like, yeah, you want to make cocktails. Yes. You're like, what cocktail is going to make it home? And you look at the ingredients of every cocktail. You're like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know where to get that. What is this? Why am I going to have a, that available to me? And then when you do be blue Kirakeo for like a cocktail that you're making, and then you use it a couple of times and then it just sits on your shelf for five years. Until the point that you're like, I really don't think I should use it. It's been sitting there so long. Frangelico, I think is another good example of something that it develops a crust on the lid when you open it up and you're like, well, that's hazelnut crust. We probably shouldn't be drinking this. I wanted to do that at one stage. Just go in once a week and buy a couple of bottles of just those liqueurs, the weird like colored things, Frangelico, all just weird crap like that. So then when any cocktail comes up, I can flip through and go, ooh, I've got that. <laughs> the random thing. All right, we need a uh, Contro. Got Contro. We need a uh, black licorice liqueur. Do you want salted or unsalted black licorice liqueur? Okay, and vodka. I don't have vodka. <laughs> Damn it, I knew I forgot something. Uh, and creme de menthe. <laughs> No one ever wants creme de menthe. That is the worst alcoholic beverage of all time is creme de menthe. That's the peppermint one, right? Yeah, that's the green shit. It's just awful. It doesn't taste good. If any cocktail you're ordering has creme de menthe in it, it's awful. As a basic rule, it's the peppermint ice cream of the cocktail world. <laughs> uh, which peppermint ice cream is great, but you eat one bowl, you're sick. And it leaves that burn, like the, the, the breathing burn, the spice that mint gives you. That's like having a menthol cigarette and a martini. It does say in here on the Wikipedia page, page organic as something different. I thought organic and free range were the same and it has free run. Are uh, there free running chickens? Free run is like free roaming. That's what I said. That's just normal. Okay. And the organic, yeah, free range chickens are organic chickens usually. In Australia, it's essentially the same thing. Organic just means um, the kind of feed they get's a little different. Okay. So they get like real corn, not chicken feed. Well, it's still feed. It still comes in pellets, but it's like made of different stuff. I don't know. It still went in the same silo. It still looked the same to me. When 
when you see things where chickens have been fed specific stuff, so they'll have specific flavors, did you ever do any of that where you had, like, we feed them these herbs so they're going to be, like, extra delicious? First off, that's not a thing. Just to cut you off there, I understand people have, the, you know, the cows, the Kobe beef where the cows fed beer and massaged until it's killed and the fish get fed the alcohol. That's not a real thing. Like, you know, there's what no... grain-fed beef? Well, yeah, it's fed grain, but it doesn't taste any different. It's just... I thought it made it taste better. It's... Well, the advertising implies. It doesn't directly say it, but it definitely implies it. That's exactly like free range, which I refer you back to when I said it was a scam. If I said, like, you know, this is a pig fed nothing but apples, would you be like, oh, it must be a really good tasting pig? Why would you get those? (laughs) See? That'd be delicious. (laughs) Sounds great. Especially if the apple sauce. Especially if the last one was left in its mouth. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't need the apple sauce, would you? No. It'd be all on the inside. Probably wouldn't be the best thing to eat. Like, I don't know if eating all that fruit would be good for a pig. But one thing we did notice, which I don't know if it was because it was a different breed of chicken but when we went free range and they did change the feed their legs got more yellow which you know like you see like in ads and cartoons chickens have yellow legs well normally they have like human colored skin white to human colored skin yeah and what my mother attributed it to which is once again it could just be that we're just putting associations on things it's not real but she attributed it to there was corn in the feed organic corn so it made their legs go yellow it might be that it's a different breed of chicken it might be a sunlight thing who knows so if you put blueberries in there, would their feet have gone blue? I hope so. That'd and be cool. I was not on board with this animal fed specific things until you said blueberry. And now I'm like, yeah, I want a blueberry fed chicken. Oh, At the very least, its feet would be a different color. And hopefully if you overfeed them, it'd be like that little girl in Willy Wonka. Because what about carrots? I've heard carrots can do that to people where they can turn them orange. Carrots and pumpkins. So if you fed the chickens exclusively carrots and pumpkins, would yeah. they turn orange? So the meat would be orange. It'd be like a Donald Trump. Trump chicken. Or sometimes, you know, when you go to Chinese restaurants and you get that chicken and it's orange? Maybe that's where they get it from. They just feed their chickens mm. carrots. I think it'd be scary, though, because, you know, like, usually when you check the roasting chicken in the oven and you're like, well, is it brown yet? It's kind of a golden brown. Must be done. Like, it looks like that when you put it in there raw. How would you know when it's cooked? <laughs> but no, as a rule on the farm, they just ate the feed. Although, it would be interesting to feed animals different feeds to see what happened to them. <laughs> yeah, let's give them our Pringles. Oh, no, what I would want to do is I'd get M&M's and you sort them into color, <gasps> and then you exclusively feed them one color of M&M. Just to see if the candy shell makes a difference? Do you know it'd be cool if like you fed a chicken its whole life blue M&Ms, that it would see a red M&M and not even recognize that as food? That would be amazing. What a great Pavlo's dog experiment. <laughs> you have color-coded chickens. Yeah, you feed one lot red and one lot blue so that they only associate that, then you put them together and put a mixed bag out. <laughs> and they all go for their correct colors. That'd be yes. a great trick. That would be really cool to watch. Uh, you're like the ones that were addicted to the limited edition color. They died off. Christmas uh, M&M <laughs> ones didn't make it very far. Yeah. But then you could have chickens that were fed solely peanut M&Ms. I'd be interested in an animal that ate nothing but peanuts. Can animals be allergic to peanuts? I assume so. Get anaphylaxis? Yeah, then they'd be like a puffed up chicken. Like eating like fugu, like, you know, a blowfish. And you could like a chicken EpiPen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine eating that meat <laughs> with the adrenaline inside it. I know what it is about this chicken. I just, I just, uh, I, I gotta go for a run. Man! Ah! <laughs> but if you fed a chicken so much sugar that it died of diabetes, would that be sweet meat? Um, 
Mm, I'm gonna say yeah, sure, why not? Would that be a good thing, like eating something that's died of diabetes, or does that cause some other problems that you probably shouldn't be eating that meat? Well, you know, like pate is made out of force feeding geese. Yeah, yeah. Or fagua or whatever they call it. No wonder they're pissed off. Yeah, they. <laughs> no, the geese started it. They were mean first. That's why people went. You know what? I'm gonna force feed that thing until it dies. <laughs> Being force fed to death would be so weird. Like, imagine like you come over and I give you like a couple of burgers. You're like, oh, that was great. I feel full. I'm like, no, keep eating. <laughs> Just shove it down my mouth. And you try and force a little down when you're full, but it would get to this point where you're like, no, better seriously, I'm done. As I'm like shoving it in your <laughs> mouth, you're like, I think I'm gonna die from all these burgers. Anyone who's had a Mediterranean mother <laughs> totally gets what that's about. Sometimes what do they force feed the geese? I think it's corn. I don't know. Because you'd want it to be something good. Because imagine just like, oh, I don't like corn. Oh no, no, stop shoving it down my throat. Yeah, like what would be the thing? Because you went straight to burger. Because that's a pretty good thing to be force fed. I'd go with pizza to be force fed. Pizza would be good. I thin crust though. Yeah, like that's what I'm going for. Like it's easy to slide down. Like I could do a whole pizza if I had to. And I could probably keep going if I was required to. A burger has like a completion once you get to the end because it's a whole meal in a small space. Once you get to the end of one, you're like, oh God, I got to start another one. Whereas pizza, it's just one slice at a time. And if you just look at the slice and just go, well, it's just a slice. I mean, you can eat another slice, right? True. But what if it was a burger, like a cheeseburger? Oh, or like a slider. <laughs> yeah. Just some, a small little burger that you could eat in a couple of bites. Because of the association with a burger as completeness, I do eat one slice and be like I'm actually kind of full now <laughs> like, it's just a mental game like if I have two sliders I'm like that's a meal I'm clearly done I've eaten two burgers even though I know they're smaller than like one quarter of a burger see I get messed with like I can eat a Mars bar and feel fine but if you give me a bag of fun sized Mars bars I'm eating the whole bag what like 17 Mars bars put together that's what a serving is to me like fun size is stupid with me because I always end up eating way more than I would if they were just normal sized chocolate bars which I think is the point that's exactly right that's what's so fun about it watching the fools eat it oh you're on a diet we'll have a fun size Mars bar <laughs> oh the evil people the candy industry oh they have furnished cages what does that mean well I imagine that they have like a nice little cage with like you know a couch and a TV yeah little chicken couch little chicken TV maybe a chicken painting up on the wall chicken cabinet chicken wardrobe where it has its chicken clothes hung up on its chicken hangers chicken chicken so it says here that the cages are 750 centimeters squared per hen. So you get seven and a half meters. That's not too bad for a chicken. That's a lot. Yeah, that's pretty freaking huge, actually. I was going to say, yeah, because 100 centimeters is a meter. Seven and a half meters, yeah. No, that can't be right. Am I misreading that? No, no, no. You're reading it right, but that can't be right. That's like the size of this room for a chicken. And there's two of us. Yeah, well, currently, as podcasters living worse than chickens, which <laughs> I know on the evolutionary scale, podcaster goes below chicken. Well, chicken's actually have a mm. use in society. Yeah, we really don't. We're more like a virus. <laughs> and you know how they said there was like, what was it, 60 billion chickens? There is more podcasts. Way more podcasts. But this is actually a big point. You've gone straight to furnished cages, artfully dodging battery cages. Uh, we can go back to that because that kind of interests me too. That sounds like they're getting electrocuted. Battery cage. All right, so that's, you know, when people talk about cage chickens. It's a scam. They're not really in cages? Well, they're in a cage, but the chicken doesn't have a problem with it. You may have seen on the back of cabs, like Carl Barron, and Mick Malloy saying that ain't no way to treat a lady. Yeah, yeah, I felt bad, but then immediately felt like getting chicken. Yeah, don't you still feel hungry? Okay, so rather than listening to comedians, listen to this comedian who also has prior knowledge with chickens, rather than those guys who I don't believe had anything to do with chicken farming. Chickens, when they lay eggs, go into brooding mode, which when you brood, you just kind of sit there and pout. 
you sulk, that's taken from chicken's behavior. Because all they want to do is sit there on their nest and guard their eggs. So when a chicken's in brooding mode, they don't want to move. So even if you took the cage off, they wouldn't want to leave. And they get very territorial. I knew a guy who uh, used to collect eggs from under the chickens because he was replacing a woman who would normally do it. The chickens were used to the woman coming in and getting under them taking the eggs. And when he'd come in, they'd peck him mercilessly. So what he had to do, because she had a rather large chest, he'd stuff the front of his overalls to make it look like he had a big set of boobs so that the chickens would think that he was the chick. Little known fact, chickens see tits. They're (laughs) racist and they see tits. They're racist and sexist. Sounding more and more like my relatives every second. (laughs) (laughs) So the chicken doesn't see the cage as a prison. It sees it as a castle. It's protecting it. That chicken is there going, I love this farmer. He has given me protection from the outside world. He's keeping everyone else out. Yeah, that doesn't keep the chicken in. It keeps the rest of the world out from him. That's right. And you heard it here first. This is groundbreaking. We're going to get so many freaking emails about this. Oh, no. <laughs> Screw Carl Barron and Mick Malloy. Screw them. I'm taking on the big dogs. And I'll go you one further. Okay, so caged eggs. I think I've said this before. I buy caged eggs. I make a big deal when I buy caged eggs. Ali hates buying eggs when I'm there. Because <laughs> it's a whole production that I put on. See, I just get them because they're cheaper. Exactly. And that's why you should get them. The world's going to run out of space. There's not enough space in the country to have free-ranged eggs. There's not enough space for the chickens, for everyone to have the eggs we need. When we go up to get the eggs, I walk up to the egg section. I go, where are the caged eggs? I'm looking for the caged eggs. Can you see? Ah, here are the caged eggs. They're the ones I want. (laughs) I always have to do this in front of people while Ali's just there like, God, you are so embarrassing, which I am, but I have to make a point of it because caged eggs are better. Now, free-range eggs, right? What happens is the bird will sit on its nest. It lays the egg and then it will sit under the bird until someone comes and gets it out. Whereas with caged eggs, there is like a conveyor belt. So underneath them, when that egg is laid, it puts weight on this little spoon thing that lowers it down and it rolls down like a like a chute. And so what you see on a free range egg is these spots. That's how people know they're free range. And the hippie type people make a big deal. You see these spots? That's how you know it's a free range egg. Those spots are on the egg because they've been under a bird so long that the bird has pissed on it. <laughs> yeah, those spots are chicken piss. That's oh, where it gets all the flavor from. That's right. They're like, oh, you get these free range eggs. They taste so much better. Oh, you can taste the flavor. It's so much better. You're tasting chicken piss. <laughs> All right. And that's my controversial <coughs> opinion. <laughs> that's probably a good way to end it too. That's, yeah, let's end it there. Let's not follow up on anything like that. I want everyone to come back and tell me why I'm wrong. Keeping in mind, I am the authority on this. Yeah, let's hear about the chicken farms you guys grew up on. Yeah. Go grow up on a chicken farm, then come back and report to me how your experience differed. And then we will compare notes. So what did you think at this page? Oh my gosh. What would be your rating? Ugh. You know what? Took me back to a time in my life. There's a reason I'm an accountant. <laughs> yeah, then we're doing accounting next time. Yeah, probably. There's a reason I do comedy. <laughs> There's a reason I do podcasting. All these things happen indoors, away from animals, except the occasional interlude of a cat. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to rate this. Chicken eyeglasses out of a possible Coke can. Because, <laughs> like, a Coke can is the duck's nuts to a chicken. Yeah, that sounds like a really high rating. That's what it's out of. But I'm rating it chicken eyeglasses because this is stupid (laughs) and I hate everything about it. It doesn't need to exist. Why is this in my life? Fuck you, Wikipedia. Bring hashing up like old stuff that I had to deal with. (laughs) Fuck you, Ben. (laughs) Fuck you, Wikipedia. 
And fuck anyone out there that doesn't, like, agree with what I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, when it's my choice, we're doing the Wikipedia page for Ben's traumatic memories. Yeah, that's... <laughs> do they have that? That'd be really convenient, because I'm trying to think of what I could... Oh my god, if they had that on there, I'm just reading Bound going like, oh my god, this is terrifying. I remember doing that. <laughs> How did they get this page so accurate? It's all citations reported. That's what I thought. Ben, what did you think? I really enjoyed this page, because I actually learned quite a lot by just listening to YouTube. <laughs> and I'm going to give my rating out of 60 billion because that's how many killed and consumed every year. And so out of 60 billion, I would probably give it uh, 56 billion. Oh, wow. So quite high. That's a lot I of like chickens. This. I mean, I learned a lot from this. I mean, we've never really gone into depth and talked about your chicken farming days much off mic. So it's really good to hear like <laughs> that part of you before I knew you. <laughs> it explains a lot, doesn't it? And I kind of thought chickens were brave. You really honestly thought that? <laughs> when have you ever seen, like, you buy chickens whole? I thought that it would be, like, taken out through the process or it would, I don't know. It comes out in the wash. <laughs> Do you understand what branding is? <laughs> I obviously didn't think it through. Like, I've never had a steak with a branding on it. And I know they brand cows. Yeah, but that's on the, the hide. You eat chicken skin. You don't eat cow skin. Okay, well, I didn't think of that. Obviously. <laughs> None of this was obviously thought through. You don't understand how branding works. You don't understand what gets branded. You don't even understand what you eat on the animal. That's fine. You're Ben, you get a pass. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good at animal husbandry. That's which just... I only just learned what that means this episode. Me too. Yeah, so this has been an education for me. Alright, well, other than that, we've just got the usual stuff to plug. You've got the Instagram, the Twitter, but most importantly, the Facebook, which is Humidor. They're all Humidor. Yep, and send all those complaint emails to wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com and also check out the YouTube channel, which is also Humidor. If you have trouble finding it, you can go to humidor.com.au or just check the show notes. Yes, everything is in the show notes. All right, we did it. All right, well, that's it for another episode. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Humidor.